Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be dealing with a pageant come down, uh, otherwise known as the pageant hangover, post-pageant hangover, or the pageant blues. Uh, anyone that's competed before will know the struggle is real. Um, pageant come down, whether you did well, did badly, didn't know what you were going into, and just had a great time. Um, it's it's weird. It's horrible. No one no one likes to do with a come down. You want to be up and happy all the time. Um, but if you haven't competed before, it's going to happen to you. This is going to happen and you need to be prepared. So in this episode, I'm going to share some of my top tips for being prepared um, and dealing with the pageant come down situation. So my first step is to evaluate and congratulate. It's really important, no matter what you did, to congratulate yourself on the effort and work that you've put in. You will look back on how much you did towards your pageant, whether you were going full force or even just like my first pageant, which I've talked about a lot, even when I put like very little in, I'd still put something in. So even if you've gone like, not full force at all, just gently slid in there and still congratulate yourself on the work and effort you've put in there just to get up on the stage. Literally, bare minimum to have rocked up on the day and got on that stage is an incredible achievement. You need to congratulate yourself for that. Um, But you also want to make sure that you're evaluating. Now, I've talked about this before where saying you should always have goals that are not just about winning the crown. And, and objectives around because only one person can win. Um, when I first lasted uh, Miss Galaxy, um, the there were seventy of us on that stage. So sixty nine people that aren't going to win in that episode, in that episode, in that category, and so many of them came away feeling like winners because they had additional goals and objectives that they met. So you need to go back and look at what your additional goals and objectives were, um, and evaluate whether you feel like you achieved them, um, congratulate yourself on the ones that you achieved, um, and evaluate what you want to do differently next time. It's also quite important to evaluate whether you want to compete again next time, but I would I would hold off on that until the, the pageant come down has settled, um, and unless you literally come bounding off the stage going, I really want to compete again I know which why and what and didn't do it like if it's so clear in your head um Harriet Lane spoke about this when she did her handover for Galaxy she literally walked off the stage went up to her mum and was like yep we're entering power pageant in I think it was June and she came off the stage in March and entering power pageant in June and she knew uh, but she's competed for a long time 
If you've not competed before or only competed a couple of times, it's better and safer to give yourself that longer window to go through all these steps I'm going to talk to you today um, and maybe go back to some of the earlier episodes where I talked about um, picking your platform, uh, picking your system and deciding to compete and things like that. Um, go back over those, give yourself some time and then reapply. Um, that is part of the evaluation process. But yeah, in there, maybe start thinking about if you want to apply again, because if you are downright, no, I had a great time, but I'm never going to compete again, then you don't really want to be wasting lots of time evaluating the tiny little steps of what you want to do differently. Um, If you're not sure or think you are going to compete again, really go into the nitty gritty about the areas that you want to spend more time on next time. These aren't areas that you failed in. They're just maybe areas that you feel like you had more to give or that you maybe have learned something more through the process. Um, It might be that you prepped really, really well, but actually on the day nerves got the better of you and you hadn't sort of predicted that to happen. Maybe you're not normally a nervous person. So you want to focus in on how you can improve um, on the day stage nerves as opposed to general confidence. It's getting into the, those nitty gritty details are the things that make the difference for me in, in life in general, um, in my business and in when I compete, going in and evaluating those areas. But this is a, it should be a positive experience. It's not about beating yourself up. Um, it's about finding a positive way of moving forward and also finding those wins that you can congratulate yourself with. So my next step would then be to set a short term plan. Now, short-term plan is probably, I'm going to say about four weeks, four, possibly even six weeks of what you want to do post-pageant. Now, I would recommend doing this before you do the pageant. Now, I know there's lots of stuff to do in the run-up to the pageant, but this doesn't need to be massively detailed. Um, This um, will also include some of the steps that I'm going to say next, um, but not massively detailed. Uh, it could be some more fun things, more light things. But it's if you come out of the pageant with no plan for the next few weeks, um, then you're going to fall over. Like It's going to hit you so much harder. Whereas if you come out with a plan going, right, well, I've been training eight times a week and I'm going to train four times a week for the next four weeks. Um, I've been on 2000 calories and I'm going to happily go up to 2200 calories for the next four weeks like whatever you look at what you've been doing um, and make a plan based on that but on the obviously with the mindset of the fact that you are not now not competing the competition is over and there's a bit more flexibility in what you need to achieve in those four to six weeks in that short-term plan would be these next couple of steps. So my next step is to do three things that you've missed out on while you've been competing. Balance, yes, is very important when you're competing and in the run-up, depending on how long the run-up is for you. You may find if you sign up quite late that you have to give up a lot more things. Whereas if you've been prepping for nine to 12 months, um, which for me is my ideal, I like a long window of preparation, Um, If you've been preparing for like nine to 12 months and you've spaced out all the stuff you've got to do, you would have found that there was less that you had to give up. So it might become uh, for someone like me where I've had particular body goals in running up to competition and things that I've given up are a certain amount of sweet stuff and um, and cakes and calories and things like that. And and also given up some more relaxation time because I wanted to spend more time in the gym. And again, that was my personal choice. Uh, but I will make sure that 
in my sort of three things. Uh, there's a cake place that I absolutely love um, and I will be going there on the Tuesday after competition um, because I will be taking Adrian from the pageant project there. He doesn't know I'm going to take him there but for me it's like the best cake in London so I'm taking him there. Um, and uh, I will get the Oh, they just do the most amazing cakes. Uh, they do these little ones and I'll either have two of those or one of the big slices of big cake that they do. And it's amazing and I can't wait. And also I haven't been having coffee and they do these amazing uh, rose and beetroot Spanish lattes. Now you can actually have it without the coffee, but I feel like the coffee brings out the other flavours. So again, something I haven't had and I'll be having having that in one of my three things um, that I've missed out on while competing and and yeah I've been training really hard so I will be reducing down my training and having a little bit more family time a bit more sort of lazy Sunday morning situation going on and and this should go into your short-term plan like literally write it out make sure you've significantly spotted the sacrifices you've made to compete it's really important to identify those and going back to point one congratulating yourself on the fact that you are able to stop something while you're trying to achieve a goal. Because that's really important um, to remember that goal journey, that it's not a case of giving up something forever. Quite often in goal journey, if you've got a specific goal you're trying to achieve, there are things that you will find you need to give up short term. Um, sometimes there are things you want to give up long term severe junk food is just not ever going to be something that I want in my life. Going to McDonald's is not something I want in my life. I'm happy to give that on up forever. Um, cake, not happy to give that up forever. But as I'm getting close to competition, I'm happy to give it up because it plays a part in my goal journey. Um, so yeah, do remember all those. Uh, my next one is sending thank yous. Again, can go into your short term plan. Uh, I think it's really important to send thank yous, not just from a physical thing, but if you go buy into the law of attraction from that side of things as well. Um, if you are grateful for the good in your life, more good comes into your life. I firmly believe that and um, very much believe in the attitude of gratitude. But so often now sending actual thank yous and when I say thank yous, Yes, some people find warrant a text or an email, but I would really encourage you to buy some nice thank you paper or some thank you cards. Yes, I sound like your grandma and put pen to paper and write some actual thank yous. I would like to do this more than I do, which does frustrate me. And it's quite tricky when you've done something like I did an amazing shoot with Charlotte Clemmy at the 1st of December um, and the glam squad were there and I really literally it went I wrote it on my to-do list before I even did the shoot because I know it's going to be wonderful to send them actual physical thank yous but because I'm connected with all of them on social media and we went straight into talking about photo edits and straight into talking about booking hair and makeup for other events and things like that I was kind of like I didn't get the thank yous out there quick enough uh, I will do my best um, to write my thank yous while I'm still at Galaxy uh, for things that have happened during my competition um, and because I'm the first of three nights. So if you're going to be staying for a couple of nights after you compete at the venue, maybe take your thank you cards there and do it then. Um, don't write them in advance. I feel like that's a bit disingenuous. I think that's the right word. 
a bit disingenuous. But writing them at the event and then posting them when you get home, I think is absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, really think about who you deeply want to say thank you to. And it might actually be a really obscure person that's massively impacted you on your pageant journey that you really want to say thank you to. And I guess those people, it's kind of harder to get their postal address. Occasionally, I get cryptic messages from people going, what's your postal address? I'm like, we've been friends for like eight years and you don't know where I live. This is weird. Um, but yeah, send, sending, sending the physical ones and make sure you've really factored in those that have really impacted your journey the most. And it's a great, it's nice to have a positive project to deal with uh, while you're dealing with whole pageant come down thing. And then my last important post, important post, important comment is don't drop all your new positive habits. Now, as I said earlier on the goals journey, there are things that you have to drop and have to start that are more short term. But really think about some of those ones that you maybe picked up that were going to be short term habits. Are they things that you would like to continue? So I really wanted to get a good skincare routine as part of my galaxy journey. Um, I sort of dipped in and out of it. I've not been particularly great at it. Um, Natalie, uh, who is uh, Mrs. Chester Galaxy at the time of recording this, um, she is very passionate about a good skincare routine and that sort of has chivied me along. So I got, I got a bit of a plan and I watched a few videos and I tweaked to make sure it was something that could fit in with my routine as well, because I wanted it to be more sustainable. But even though I've used Galaxy as a big part of the motivation behind getting my good skin skincare routine, I do not intend on just ditching my good skincare routine post-Galaxy, because that is a positive habit. And why would I ditch that? Like, now there may be things that have got you a bit stressed having to do them constantly that you aren't going to drop. If you're not competing again for a while, um, and you've been doing walk training twice a week, probably don't need to be doing that twice a week until you may be a bit closer to your competition. Or maybe you learned some things and you want to really practice them out and then have a break. But things like that maybe don't need to be consistently done um, while you're not in prep, um, in sort of prep phase. But maybe you've ditched a lot of your bad eating habits. You don't want to necessarily just throw those all out of the window. I do have one little ritual on my way back from Galaxy is I buy quite often two bags of uh, giant chocolate buttons or similar. There were those random ones that had like Oreo cookie chocolate button and something else in. Um, and I'd have a packet of those and a packet of like the milk and white chocolate buttons um, and eat them all on the way home. <laughs> um, just just indulge. Um, and normally buy some sort of bread-based thing because I don't normally eat bread anyway because I have a gluten intolerance but some sort of bread-based thing on the way home um but I don't ditch all my good eating habits completely um I'm I'm on a fairly hefty calorie cut at the moment but because uh I work in the health and fitness industry I know how to do it safely so it's not something I would recommend without professional supervision and um, and it's only because I have my extreme not extreme but um I have some quite focused body goals that I'm trying to achieve as well um that my calorie count won't stay the same post galaxy but it doesn't mean that I'm going to ditch the fact that we've gone meat free six days a week because I really enjoyed that and I found a lot of benefits to my life and what I'm doing to the planet and things like that from doing that so don't just think 
automatically ditch them without going through the habits that you've created and the new things that you've started. Like make a conscious effort to go through each one and decide which ones were short term, uh, which ones you want to keep for the long term, which ones you'll bring back next time you compete, which ones didn't serve you. Um, like really, this goes into that evaluating stage, but in a sort of a deeper way, because I really want you to specifically focus on the habits and things you've consistently done in the prep process and um, to see how they fit in uh, to your life moving forward. Um, and just because you maybe ditch them for a week and then you think, oh, actually, that was quite a good thing. Because you've stumbled for a week doesn't mean you need to not go back to them. You can still start them back up again after a week. If you get a puncture in one tyre, we do not slash the other three tyres because that's just ridiculous. Um, so don't think just because you've had like real blues for the first week post pageant that you can't pick yourself up again and use everything that I've said here um, to stop yourself going into a pageant come down blues depression spiral. Um, the struggle's real. I get it. I'm not looking forward to the the, the sort of post-pageant come down. It's such an amazing build-up. But what's quite nice for me is I'm competing and then I've got two other finals nights to go and enjoy. And I've booked headshot days with, um, with Charlotte Clemmy at Galaxy for the other two days. I've made sure I've got really fun things in there. Um, so that would be something else that's quite important to have is some really fun things and maybe they're not stuff that you ditched or while you were competing or prep but maybe they're just fun things so that you've got the next thing to look forward to and um, in an ideal world I'd say come home unpack your pageant stuff repack your suitcase and go on holiday but if you're like me pageantry's probably wiped out the bank account and it's very unlikely you're going to be affording that Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.